How can tennis players deal with inclement weather? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Find Your Aha Moment on iTunes so you get notified of our daily tennis episodes each morning to start your day. Well, today's topic, how can tennis players deal with inclement weather? Well, this type of year, most of the country is dealing with colder temperatures, and Miami is no exception. Now, I know, don't feel sorry for us. I started my lesson today, and it was 61 degrees. But it does make a difference in two ways. When the temperature lowers, the ball plays much differently. So you have to take this into account. Cold weather is going to make the inner core of the ball less bouncy and responsive off the strings. So the good news here is if you're a low ball hitter, cool weather is really good for your game because the ball's not going to bounce up by your shoulders or chest. You're going to get a lot of balls that are around waist height. Now, the bad news is if somebody likes to hit low or they like to hit drop shots, you're going to have to run a little faster and get down a little bit lower. The other thing you need to take into consideration here with these cooler temperatures is your body. You're going to have to wear more layers when you're playing, and you're going to have to strip them off and put them back on when you recover so your body's muscles and your system can get warmed up. It's going to take a little bit longer to warm up than it normally does. So some of the things I like to do is I like to bring more than one layer of t-shirt. Typically, I'll have a shirt underneath, then I'll have a long sleeve, and then over top of it, maybe I'll do some sort of warm-up. And the reason is, when I'm in the car or I'm walking or wherever I'm going, I want my body to really get heated up. Once I'm there, I want to have the long sleeve shirt on so I can kind of gauge how cold or warm it gets. And if I get really hot, then I can take off the long sleeve shirt and work out in the short sleeve. Now, one of the things you're going to notice, and this is the second topic, is if there's any kind of wind, when it's chilly, you're really going to feel it. So that's one of the reasons I have the two t-shirt routine. I have the short sleeve underneath and the long sleeve on top, because if it's windy and you start to perspire, you can catch a chill and be a little more susceptible, susceptible to cramping. So have this system in place and feel like Feel it out and see how it works. It's going to be especially valuable when you're done and your body's cooling off. You're going to want to put the layers back on to keep your body warm. You're also going to want to deal with it with the legs. Typically, let's say you're in the Northeast and you're definitely going to want warm-up bottoms, right? Your legs are going to get cold. It's going to be uncomfortable. Use the same system I just outlined for the top that we do here in Florida, uh, here in Florida, the bottoms, you get warmed up pretty quickly because your legs pump up a lot more oxygen and they get warmer faster. So you can go to the courts and warm ups, but you're going to quickly take them off unless it's really cold. But for those of you in the Northeast, you're going to have to use the layered attack here because if you're playing outdoors, the wind can be really tricky. 
here in some of the public parks in Miami, they're a little lazy with the windscreens. We had a little hurricane scare back in September, and a lot of parks departments here in this city of Miami have still not put the windscreens back up. So any kind of subtle wind, we really felt it this morning with my private lesson. It was traveling from north to south, so one side of the court really had to hit hard to get through the wind, whereas the other side of the court felt like they were just hitting 15 miles an hour faster because there was a steady wind behind you. So when you're looking around at the tennis courts, notice the environment, which ways the wind blowing. How many trees are there? Is there a privet hedge? Is there a lot of foliage around that can block the wind? What direction is the wind coming from? And I think you'll be surprised how much it affects you, your body, and the tennis ball. And finally, the last thing to consider here is the sun. It's always a nemesis for tennis players, especially when you're outdoors. It's a little different here in the autumn season because it comes from a lower trajectory in the sky. So one of the things you're going to notice when you're playing at the end of the day is that beautiful sunset you're about to see comes with low-angled sun that's going to come and hit you on the side of the face. So feel free to keep wearing sunblock when you're playing. And also, notice this when you're playing. A lot of times, I will tilt my hat even at a 45-degree angle when I'm teaching lessons as the sun sets so it doesn't come into my eye. You can also, of course, wear wraparound sunglasses. So those are really the three things you can deal with when you're dealing with inclement weather. I didn't include rain or snow because obviously you can't play tennis outside when it's raining or snowing, but you want to consider the temperature, the wind, and the sun. And when you get a feel for it, look at the court that you play on regularly and notice what, how long it takes to dry, how much wind it takes, how much sun and temperature exposure. This will be really helpful when you and your partner are trying to decide if you want to play that day because you can factor in temperature, wind, and sun. If it rained the night before, you'll get a feel for how many hours it takes for the court to dry. And of course, if you play in the north and you have leaves on the court, you're going to have to consider that as well. So you might want to be really resourceful and bring something to rake or brush the leaves off the court. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. As usual, go on to iTunes and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified of our daily episodes. And of course, if you live in the city of Miami and you want private lessons, hit me up in the show notes or just visit BackhandCity.com and I'll set you up with lessons. You'll see a chat bot right there on the website. Thanks for listening. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. That's where-